0: Well, hello. hello!
1: How are
0: you? I'm well, how are you? Pretty well. Not snowing, but hey, it's pretty
1: cold. It is pretty cold, and we are back to remote learning.
0: We are, we yes. indeed are. It's been, what, three days? Mm-hmm. And then we finish up Monday?
1: Yes. Theoretically, right? Theoretically, we, we don't hope. We know we're TBD right That's now right. of when we're gonna come back in person. But we
0: think it's December 1st.
1: It is right now. So,
0: so what's our topic today?
1: Well, I think after we left um, last Tuesday, mm-hmm. we decided that that we really had a lot more to talk about yeah. with the Go Guardian mm-hmm. engagement report of 2020. So, I think today what we were what we were going to focus on is the factor of the structure and activities of a lesson. So, do you want to tell sure. our audience what that's all about?
0: Sure. Sure. Um, one of the things that um, the GoGuardian report identified, and we wholeheartedly agree, which is why we're so excited about this, is um, they really found seven practices um, that the you know the, that the structure and activities is a lesson that can increase student engagement, which is what we're all you know looking for. So, um, again, one of those um, the first one is gamified experiences, allowing students to create, creating a sense of urgency encouraging student discussion, enabling student choice, integrating interactive and hands-on learning experiences, and requiring students to carry the cognitive load. So um, I guess let's start with the, from the top. Um, best practice number one, a- enables gamified experiences.
1: Yeah, so, um, so this is something that when we went to a personalized learning and we started to think about how we could tailor each um, student's experience according to what their gaps were, enriching opportunities. Um, This is where I really feel like we were introduced to this whole idea of gaming. And so um, what what sorts of like gamified experiences, just as a quick brainstorm, Mm -hmm. do you use that you find that the kids are, get
0: really excited about. Well, oftentimes um, with competition, so one of the biggest ones, um, well, several really good platforms, whether it's Kahoot, mm-hmm. um, whether it's Gimkit, which yes. is actually people enjoy even more. I found um, Quizlet Live, um, just.
1: Kia Live. Yep, quizzes. Yes. Yeah, quizzes. <laughs> mm-hmm. is,
0: and so that's a, they're all very similar, but they all have their unique qualities, which. So that that competition sort of thing, and then working in teams or individually, and then as you had mentioned with personalized learning, individualized games. Sometimes you know there's um, there are things that people can do to practice on their own. Yes. Um, another site I use is called Wordwall, and you can make all different kinds of little, you name it, like from spinning wheels or uh, to you know, matching to, it's really great.
1: Yeah, the, and, and we did, um, we have also used um, in in our gamified classrooms, I want to say that in English, a lot of times we we'll use vocabulary.com mm, mm-hmm. because kids earn points, points okay. for their quizzes and for the number of vocabulary mm. words that they're using. And so that that is one that they tend to love actually so um but the other one that i find fascinating are um like breakout rooms so Mm. have you so so you have done breakout rooms yes right yeah last year you had like you actually had a gaming um playlist where they could Mm -hmm. they could earn points so i wanted you to
0: oh yeah yes that's a thank you for that's actually yeah we um yeah it, it kind of goes by the depth of knowledge so depending you know if the depth of knowledge is low like we call it one to five okay. sometimes one to four even but
1: yes the
0: lower the the, the blooms taxonomy scale or what it asks students to do the less points it's worth so if a student you know wants to be done quickly they're going to have to uh, up the rigor so, which again, as we talked about at the beginning, rigor, relevance, relationships, you know, it ups the rigor and they're motivated because a lot of people don't want to do all the little things because there's more to do. Right. So that's kind of a great way to almost compete against themselves. It really, it kind of makes it makes them a lot of times do the more difficult things, even though they might not normally choose that. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, and
1: then we also, um, the way that we gamified it, Amidst our class uh-huh. is that we would have competitions, mm-hmm. right? And we were go well, between classes, up, even yeah. Yeah, so well, yeah. even in the class, who yeah. who was doing um, their most yes. uh, standards practice work, and then mm-hmm. we would throw down to other classes mm-hmm. so that we could see which class sort of got the highest score. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then um, maybe that class would win like a pizza party. Yeah, when something. we could when
0: we could do. Um, hopefully, yeah, we can we get back be, to that. Yeah. I know. (laughs) But basically, it's just the idea of having the students love to play games. Everyone plays games on their phones at home. It just gets you. um, It just allows people to just have fun and and enthusiasm for the learning experience, you know. And again, it's that excitement and engagement of all ages, really, you can get from that.
1: Yeah, and I like the way that it challenges them. Like one um, that we tried two years ago was the Socratic
0: Smackdown. Yep, I just did that yesterday, actually. And so
1: you have teams. so could you speak Mm -hmm. about that for people that maybe don't know about it? Yeah,
0: if you go to Socratic Smackdown, if you search it on Google, I'll try to remember to put it in the podcast links, but (laughs) thank you. Um, But essentially, it's like a fishbowl technique. So you have an inner circle, outer circle, like the flies on the wall. Yes. You know, listening. Um, and essentially what it does is it it, um, it encourages them to use, I'm trying to look for, actually I have it right here. Okay. Um, I was, for the uh, listening audience here, um, I was searching for my scorecard. <laughs> um, so essentially we practice different skills. Um, like students say, oh, I agree with you because I disagree with you because ask questions, more probing questions. Those are typically one point every time they do that. And then if they use evidence from the text from, you know, and then that's worth two points, if they interrupt, it's negative. Uh, And then we work on other things like devil's advocate. Um, You know, if someone's uh, being just a pain to the class or disruptive, it's negative points. So, and then they work as a team. So the people in the center have someone behind them you know, depending on how big the class is. With our way we are right now with hybrid in person, basically they have one person with them. So so, so the, they work as a team, they can then the other person's kind of listening and, and encouraging them, writing down kind of what they felt was good and bad. So it's really pretty cool. And they really, I mean, yesterday, the students said as a reflection to me, I didn't even ask it, um, you know, they really forced them to really know what they were doing. They learned more. And by gamifying it encourages them to talk
1: because they have to research whatever yes. topic yes yeah we had a document based
0: question and they had to do the research uh, examine the historical documents and it for my class it was um you know how do native americans adapt to their environment mm-hmm. and then how does where you live affect how you live right so they had to talk so that second question i was trying to get them to tie in the content and also today trying yes. to get them to talk about how does you know in their world how does that apply which is relevance So you have the rigor with, you know, examining the documents, the speaking in front of people, learning how to communicate well without yelling and screaming. You have the relevance and then you have, and then it builds relationships in turn. Exactly.
1: And and the other thing is it teaches them how to fight in a really academic way. Yes. Because we, like the way that I've used it in English is we'll have um, a topic of debate mm-hmm. and we'll have one team go against the other team um, on on one question regarding that debate. So you could, you can use this um, method mm-hmm. in, for, for, oh, in yeah. a variety of different ways. So yeah, gamification, I think, um, I, I think that this is like the wave of the future. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Can
0: I? Sorry. No. You just I'm, triggered some. I'm, I'm. The the other thing to kind of not to go on for forever, so I apologize. But the last one of the last things I did that's awesome. And I want to thank Nikki Miller because she really brought this up. Nikki Miller's our. Um, I don't want to mess up her title. She's the director, director of, of student instructional
1: services. services. And she's yeah the assistant. Superintendent. She's the guru of anything. Yes phenomenal Anything here. That's related, yeah.
0: So speaking of, um, she taught us how to do these breakout rooms, digital breakout rooms. Yes. That's another thing that works really well that fosters collaboration. Um, it was, it's better when we could actually get close to each other to collaborate, but you know, it still works. And it's that, you know, sort of, we got to get this solved. We give people the option to work alone, mm-hmm. but 99% of the time they, they realize need they need better. each other. Yes. And, and it's it's really awesome. And it's that gamified, it's tough, it's a mystery. So, you know, like I said, gamifying experiences work.
1: Yes. And, and I think it's, it's really important that we're doing that because it's not only important for in-class engagement, but it's giving them a life skill. Because mm-hmm. in the real world, especially since now we're all digital, you might be working with someone you know, as a scientist that is on the other side of the world. And so it also encourages that those soft 21st century skills like collaboration and working mm-hmm. together um, to problem solve um, when you might not be physically close. So, yeah, so, so, true. so, so I think it's, it, it is the wave of
0: the future. Okay. Well, one down, six more to go.
1: <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Here we are. Ten That's minutes in. <laughs> in. <laughs>
0: Bear with us, guys. Okay. Okay. So,
1: What's next, our next one? Um, is facilitates opportunities for students to create. Oh, I love you. This. this is
0: your. This is your. This yeah. is
1: my jam. So, um, so it's just it's just um, facilitating opportunities for students um, to create surfaced as best practice for executing the lesson. This is according to the report. In the field, we observed and heard of many different ways that the teacher facilitated opportunities to create including writing stories, creating board games, and putting together a short movie with classmates on a given topic. So this is something that they, the kids love to do.
0: Because yeah. so, you're producing a tangible product. Yes. It's real world. What's that is, again? Relevant.
1: Relevant, yes. And so they feel like they're um, newscasters. It's not a
0: waste ones. of time. Yes. Sorry.
1: And, and it's more interesting as a teacher. Absolutely. Just like what we're
0: podcast. doing with this podcast.
1: Exactly. It's just, it's not. So I love the creative opportunity. I also like that, like it helps with brainstorming. Um, Some kids for writing, um, they they're not able to just articulate it in writing. So like, there's things that we've done, and also introduced to me by Nikki Miller, um, our sketch notes. So Mm -hmm. we'll read an excerpt of a story, and they'll draw out. Um, a little sketch note uh-huh. that demonstrates their understanding. Sure. So this activates that-
0: Triggers another mind. part of the brain. Yeah. Right. I do that with the vocab that way too. Yeah.
1: And yeah. so, and so, and in, in when you're triggering that other part of the it's brain- It's tough. It's tough and it's, it's a skill that they can use to memorize yeah, sounds things. Sounds
0: like rigor too.
1: Yes. Really good stuff. Um, the other thing that I do a lot in my class, um, I love creating the board games. Um, my next sort of class is to create like um, a video game with to have kids be able to create a video game, but I haven't quite got there. Um, my new the thing that I'm currently working on, um, they're the juniors are doing a Native American creation myth story, mm-hmm. and they're working with a partner, so they collaborate not only to create the um, presentation with Google slides, mm-hmm. but they have to produce um, a short flipgrid, okay. where it's like a video where yeah. they record the presentations for the rest of the class, because no one's going up to
0: you know, uh, up the right. room,
1: because either we're presenting this digitally, or we can't move around the room, because then we're not socially distanced. So we have to produce mm. short little film clips yeah. that, that teach each other That's about cool. these myths. Um, well, it fosters so, deeper engagement it does. and
0: investment, and
1: and they love technology and they love working with each other.
0: Yeah. when so, it's when it's a real opportunity to be creative. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's also the top of the scale, as far as taxonomy.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: so you can't get any better than that.
1: No.
0: Now, can you do it all the time? No. No. But it fosters that bigger engagement, for that deeper engagement.
1: Um, for summative, um activities I think it's it's far more it helps them practice far more skills than just sitting down and taking a test Mm so that that and it demonstrates their understanding oh yeah because
0: you have to produce something Mm -hmm. Um, what's next uh
1: the next is creating a sense of urgency so why don't you speak to that
0: I feel like I need to go real quick now (laughs) (laughs) I know um so essentially um what and this is really so true too when you when you know you have to get something done with a limited time yes you really have to get to it and i found like using the timers whether you get them from youtube or you know you put just a simple egg timer on the desk or whatever you know yes you can be as technological whatever as you want to be um, that that really forces them to say okay guys we got we can't mess around we got to get to it right so that really is effective my problem has been I get so busy trying to get everything going yes. that I forget to do the timers. Isn't right. that terrible? Well, I know what I need to do, but oftentimes I don't. You're so like, I get a tense. Then if we are on, online here, like remote, you got four, three, four monitors going mm-hmm. and it's easy to not do that. And But if you really can force yourself to be consistent with that, um, the student engagement is an uptick because they know they have to finish it. Yes. Including, it forces us to finish it.
1: And I think it speaks to the bandwidth of, mm-hmm. like, they were talking about finding that bandwidth of speed and interest. Yeah. And so, so you you need it to be um, urgent for them, mm-hmm. so that so that they have to pack all their energy in sure. to to whatever we're asking them to demonstrate in their understanding or find. So that we can um, we can build on that quickly because we don't have a lot of time in
0: class. No.
1: So I think I think that that um, was a really good point um, to just give a framework of time, um, and it's also important again as a 21st century skill because we we all have deadlines. We do. So
0: speaking of, we better get going. Yes.
1: I feel like time's running. I know early. we got to move. Right. Yeah. Anyways, so the next best practice is encouraging an academic. Discussion.
0: Oh, sounds familiar. Like we talked about earlier, too.
1: Yes. So, um, so in this, they were saying that it's no surprise that students love chat, and our observations show that students can use this in their lessons, lesson activities to encourage student engagement. So, um, so let's talk about yeah. how do you keep the discussion academic?
0: Well, you design a lesson that encourages that. You, you simply have to you know, like I could have, and I was, I'll i be honest with you, I was tempted because of the time and, you know, to just do the DBQ, the document-based question. They examine it, they source, they annotate, they close to read, they respond to the questions and write your essay. But I'm like, I've got to find a way to engage them more. And I also read through this good old handy dandy information packet which is why we're sharing it right and I said to myself you know what it was so awesome with the Socratic seminars why don't you continue it with a discussion right and so and yes they like to talk they get more they like to talk to each other distance learning it's perfect for that in that sense
1: yeah because it helps them connect socially but the Mm -hmm. other part about um class discussion is especially for our auditory learners. Yes. Sometimes it helps them to hear um, themselves, speak it out loud and listen to their friends. And that helps them process the information. It does, absolutely does. And it helps them learn it better in that Mm -hmm. way. So we want to incorporate all those opportunities. Um, You know, they say an engaged class is going to be loud. So we're going to talk about that next week with some- And that was such a misnomer
0: too. Like you, You always thought, I remember when I first started teaching, Boy, if they're if they're not sitting in their chairs silent, yes. I'm a bad teacher. Yes, yes. and mm-hmm.
1: now, boy, that has shifted, and it makes for a lively, spirited classroom, yes. which is great. Okay, so I think next up,
0: yes, go ahead. Enables student choice. So, and this is like big time, what we were doing for years now with personalized learning. Yes, um, you know when you give student choice, it increases their engagement because it allows you to choose, you know. What to might to be, use, yeah, them to choose test. what sort of interest they might have instead of just being one-stop shop. And it
1: facilitates you know? their autonomy when they have that choice. There's something that, that they're they're more invested in. exactly um, Because they picked the um, topic that they're going to, mm-hmm. um, or the learning activity usually that they're going to um, engage with. And there's
0: kind of an interesting quote here uh, that they, one of the elementary teachers remarked that, um, From the study, if we trust our students to take responsibility for their own learning, they become more engaged because then they feel like it was their choice to learn about the specific topic. This autonomy in a lesson plan gives students the opportunity to buy into the learning experience.
1: Yes, I, so so it, it's speaking to how they learn it and it's also speaking to how they demonstrate their learning because when they have student choice and they have a bunch of different options mm-hmm. for how they can produce yes. that product at the end, um, it encourages them either to work on something that's a strength to them, which I think is super empowering, but also it is a way for them to practice things that they're not that isn't their strong suit. Right. So so you're, you're, you're always trying to get, like we said, we want that balance where we're, we're, we're killing a lot of, we're getting at a lot of aspects yeah. of teaching the whole child. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's I, pretty I, good. I really like that one. So the next one is um, best practices, they integrate interactive and hands-on experiences. So how do you do that in a social studies class?
0: Cool. Well, we one of Google Earth.
1: When we did, yes. When we, did, we did my brother Sam and mm-hmm. Dad, Can you we explain did the unit well, what together. explain
0: what you what you slash we did. You but you actually took this part on.
1: So, on Google Earth, we actually mm-hmm. we actually put in um, so the novel takes us through um, uh, the civil war yeah. with from the perspective of two brothers mm-hmm. and the one brother was a patriot yeah, and the other brother was a loyalist. A loyalist, mm-hmm. and so we went to the different battles and areas yeah. in the novel through Google. Earth. Yeah, it's and pretty there were cool. Questions that connected to the story. The story. So we we um, mashed up with actual physical
0: places that yeah. exist in the world today. They
1: can they can see there it's
0: so cool. It w- that was, that was, yeah, that that was that, really fun. That was a way mm-hmm. ahead yeah. of, we gotta try to do something like that again. Yes, you know, that was great. Yeah, so for us, it's, it's, it's those virtual, you know, walkthroughs, it's for history, it's huge because you can not only sim- sometimes find places that what they looked like back then, but also, you know, they get to see what it kind of is like today and how you know the the, whether it's the geography how it was shaped you know by things or whatever the case may be it really helps you you know be more immersed in the content
1: and since we can't go anywhere right now it would be really great for us to bring that back that unit back to life because we they could they could actually go and look at the physical locations without actually being able to go there
0: and our last one okay Requiring the students to carry the cognitive load. I
1: love this one because you're putting the learning back into the teachers uh, or into the students' um, hands. So, so when we when we do that, I, I just want to read one of the quotes from this report. It says, "This is from a student's perspective." So sometimes my math teachers pick some students and she lets us teach the class. So technically the whole thing is student run because the student, the student teacher asks the questions and is in charge and it just makes you feel more involved with mm-hmm. it. And I love that when yeah. they get to be the teachers.
0: In fact, um, we, had a cu- we had a couple of students last year. I won't say her name, but her... She taught a couple years about the Civil oh. War because she did reenactments. Yes. So it was great. that, And it's so true. So again, they should be doing the work, not the teacher. Yes. So as we wrap this it segment helps up.
1: It to figure out what, what they learning right. about. You know, as they're teaching it, um, when you have to teach it, you have to have command of that information in a way that you don't, if you're just sitting there waiting to have your... Um,
0: container film so to speak and there's our bell so stay tuned next week for the next segment yes so
1: um, just to wrap it up Mm -hmm. just one thing that you're grateful
0: for going into Thanksgiving well professionally I'm grateful I know it might sound like I'm sucking up but I'm grateful for this (laughs) podcast because it it really it's nice to be able to have a discussion uh, professional discussion about topics that really affect our, our craft And personally i guess the fact that knock on whatever this is metal that it it looks like wood but it's metal (laughs) um just that you know family is you know safe and healthy and we just hope that it continues you know so that how about you
1: um pretty much the same thing um i'm i'm especially you know i have some relatives right now that are um Coping with COVID, so I'm thinking about all those healthcare mm-hmm. workers that are yeah. that are going out there bravely every day, and I'm just so grateful for them, and and of course just that everybody that is well, um, you know, that they're safe right yeah. now. And so, um, so with that, I think we should say Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. and we everybody. hope you dust
0: off a little of the chalk with us again next week.
1: Yes. Bye, so
0: everybody. long, everybody. Oh, thank you.